I'm Ben Forrest. I'm Polly Gill. And I'm Alyssa Mendel. And this is Chordscast. Created by the team at the Coordination of Rare Diseases at Sanford, or CORDS for short, which is a rare disease registry working to tie together patients and researchers, no matter their condition and no matter where they are in the world. In these episodes, you'll hear interviews with scientists, physicians, rare disease patients, and advocates, along with updates on our registry and ways that you can get involved. Let's get started. audience know who you are and you know your connection to the rare disease community okay so my connection to the rare disease community is through my daughter Logan she's two and a half she has a rare condition called Riri syndrome Um, that's the short version the long version is neurodevelopmental disorder with abnormalities of the ears eyes heart liver um, a lot of different things they don't know a whole lot about it but Riri is basically the protein that tells the body how to, when she's in utero, tells her how to develop. Oh, okay. So that's where all the abnormalities come into play. So she has like an extra G or T, I can't remember, like the 1,781st letter of her DNA sequence. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're, you're getting a little over my yeah. head there. But yeah, I mean, I had not heard of Riri syndrome before. It sounds like it is a multi-system condition too. Complex? Yes, very complex. And there's not a lot of research out there. She's one of 30 in the entire world that's been officially diagnosed with Riri syndrome. So we've just been trying to be really proactive about getting her into all the therapies and such to get ahead of everything that she has going on. Mm -hmm. So her specifically, she had a late diagnosed diaphragmatic hernia. So she had that surgery when she was four months old. Um, She also had abnormalities with hearing. So she failed her hearing test initially in one of her ears when she was born. And then we consistently tested it, and she was diagnosed with center and neural hearing loss. Mm. So we aided her, um, and then her hearing somehow got magically better. So now she's not in hearing aids anymore. So she had some hearing loss. Um, she's also behind developmentally, which has um, been reported a lot with the syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also autism spectrum disorder that's been reported, but she's not showing any signs mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. She has some, she had some abnormalities with her, with her eyes, not her vision, so her vision is fine. So she had entropion in both of her eyes, so she had double or lower eyelid surgery to correct that, mm. which is just, her bottom eyelids rolled up into her eyes, so her eyelashes were rubbing mm-hmm. on her cornea. So she got that done so if she wouldn't have, she could have gone blind in her eyes. Once. Oh, wow. But when, she's, when you're little, when you're a baby, the eyelashes are still soft enough that they're not causing any damage. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we went to up to the University of Minnesota and had that surgery okay. done. They referred us here. 
but so how, how how was she diagnosed then and why like what prompted this discovery to go get a diagnosis or how did that all happen okay so <laughs> to get the diagnosis actually a really long story but I'll try to keep it short <laughs> so I noticed something was off pretty much from the minute she was born like something just mm. my mom got was always telling me like something's just not right so she and had, you hear about that a lot in the rare community you know moms and dads are like something doesn't seem right and that tends to trigger this search for what's going on with my child here you know answers you want answers yeah I definitely mm-hmm. want answers and I was that crazy mom doing everything <laughs> to try to get answers <laughs> um her pediatrician, I would I would reach out to her and ask her lots of questions. And um, my mom, my breastfeeding support group, the nurses and stuff in there were always giving me ideas. We tried, we did so many tests for like thyroid and all the conditions, mm-hmm. like so many tests. And then a lot of times they would just come back, she's just a fussier baby or okay. like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I tried kinesiology, I tried chiropractic, I tried, no one could tell me what was going on, but I just kept pushing because I knew something wasn't right. Something beyond just being a fussy baby. There was something more. Yes. Yeah. So she had, initially she had like some blood in her stools, um, which a lot of times they say is dairy. Mm. Sure. So, I mean, that's where it all started. It was just some of that. So. But I cut out dairy from my diet because I was breastfeeding. I cut out dairy. Uh, we got to the point where I cut out dairy, gluten, soy, egg. Mm. Like, I was eating nothing pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she was still having the blood in her diaper. And she was still having, um, She every once in a while, she would just, like, projectile vomit. Mm. It was really weird. And it wasn't all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there was just always something that kept telling me, like, something's not right. Yeah. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. And then we found out about her hernia. Mm-hmm. So even then, we were like, okay, she had a hernia. That's why she had the blood. That's why she was fussy. That's why she was, like, sometimes she would scream and she would just sound like she was in pain, so much pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after the hernia surgery, we're like, oh, it's all fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But something was still off. And then one of my friends pointed out her eyes. And then mm. when we were going to checkups for her GI with her GI doctor, they're like, well, with her eyes and her hernia and her developmental delays, they're like, maybe you should look into genetic testing. Oh, okay. So it actually mm-hmm. came from her GI doctor Wow. <laughs> that mm-hmm. suggested it because mm-hmm. we wouldn't have even thought about doing genetic testing. Mm-hmm at that point so we were like okay we've already met our deductible (laughs) you know I mean it's you don't want to think about it but you think about money like it's yeah it's a a lot she's got a lot going on and just just co-pays alone you're spending like yeah we spent over like $2,500 for the year you know so it's just another financial aspect I hear that a lot with you know especially the kids who have rare diseases or rare conditions how expensive too it is and how moms and dads are in and out of clinics and hospitals and yeah it can be very very costly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is costly but there's so many places out there that are willing to support you too sure so so you went to did you go and get genetic testing we did we got it done okay at Sanford okay 
Um, and then it came back that she had a super rare genetic condition. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So and they, did, when they came back with the results to that, did, is that when you got the Riri syndrome name or was it... Yes. They, t- they told you that? Yeah. Okay. They told me that. Okay. So they told us that. They told us it was de novo. So when we go in, they take they take blood from her and they took blood from both of us to uh-huh. see if it came from either of us. Uh-huh. But since it's de novo, it didn't, which is, I guess that's how this Riri is. It's just it's a fluke thing that happens. Wow. Yeah. But now that she has Riri syndrome, she's mm-hmm. a carrier. So she has a 50% chance of passing it on. Okay. And there's just all different levels of where where it can go. We recently knew where it can go. So yeah. what happened, what went through your head when you found out your daughter has Riri syndrome? I mean, to an extent, you kind of got an answer of what has been going on with her, but what went through your head in that moment? What do I need to do to make it better? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I went into research mode. Research mode. Okay, so Google? Did you go to Google? Yeah, Yeah. I went to Google. I went to um, the Sanford research people were actually the ones, like her geneticist and her genetic counselor were actually the ones that like, hey, there's this this Facebook group. Um, Go check out this Facebook group. They gave us a few resources, but again, they don't don't know a lot because Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of research out there yet Mm -hmm. since there's so few cases Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing I did was reach out to this Facebook group Mm -hmm. and the mom that started that and I just asked her like a million questions yeah and that's when you find out just how different everybody's cases and where they're at like some are some kids aren't walking and aren't talking and they don't know why and some kids are and they don't know what you know mm-hmm. there's just so much up and down like there's not a lot to go from so I just wanted to be as proactive as possible and I started getting her in as many therapies as I could mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so she had actually been in physical therapy since she was two months old because she had okay. torticollis so she's getting that flat spot on her head mm-hmm. so we were she was already there and then after her hernia surgery she needed to be there for to get her strength back in her core mm. and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when we found out about Riri syndrome, then we adjusted her PT plan again mm-hmm. to incorporate the challenges that might come with with walking. Okay. So she was walking. She we actually got her walking before she was two, and there's a lot of kids with her syndrome that just aren't walking. Wow, that's incredible. So what yeah. exactly? are symptoms of Riri syndrome. Oh, I know we talked about how it's a multi-system condition, but maybe what are some of the top symptoms of this? The top symptoms of Riri syndrome. Oh my gosh, I honestly, I can't even tell you. There's just so many. There's just so many unknowns. Like we were the first ones to report a diaphragmatic hernia. Oh, so it, there literally is, what I'm gathering is there is no research out there about this from what we know as of today no there's not there's not a lot just what those that have been diagnosed with have reported okay so that's where it gets into the well my hearing loss hearing loss and um hearing loss is a big one hearing loss is a big one hearing loss is a big one and abnormalities with the eyes Okay. So when you're talking about the abnormalities of the eyes, is it the eyelid surgery that you mentioned? That, that? was ours, and I think there's some like actual vision issues. Kids oh, are okay. Having. 
Yeah. So, okay. And then abnormalities with like heart is another one. Okay. But she doesn't have that. That's good. And like I said, like we were the first ones to report the diaphragmatic hernia. Mm-hmm. So it's just whatever people. That's why the autism spectrum disorder is in there because a lot of people have reported that their kids have autism. Okay. So that sounds like one of the more common ones, which you do hear a lot about. Um, that symptom too with a lot of these different rare conditions that are affecting kids these days i i work with a lot of foundations where they report that mm-hmm. yeah it's just and i've done a lot of research myself on autism just because yeah. it's something that i've read a lot about that you can curve it you know you mm-hmm. can get it to go the other way like the more proactive mm-hmm. and the earlier you get involved so early mm-hmm. intervention has been my that's been my main goal. Like, the mm-hmm. more stuff I can get her in now, the more chance she has to live a, quote, normal mm-hmm. life. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like the word normal, but... <laughs> sure, I understand. You had mentioned earlier before when we were talking about an MRI, is that... What were you mentioning about the MRI? Does that have anything to do with what she has? So a lot of kids have reported having abnormal MRIs. Okay. So she has... Um, mild volume loss in her corpus callosum, which is okay. the gray mattery part that runs between both tabs mm-hmm. of your brain, and it tells each side how to fire, so it makes walking more difficult or talking more difficult, mm-hmm. and so that's why it took her so long to walk, because it's trying to find different pathways mm. in order to get to where she needs to go. Okay. So, and her volume loss just so happens to be back in the speech sector of her okay. brain. So she's nonverbal right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of kids with Riri are nonverbal. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's a few. I keep saying a lot, but there's not a lot of cases. Yes. So <laughs> you said about 30 have been yeah. identified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was as of a year or so ago when she mm-hmm. got diagnosed. So mm-hmm. I don't know what it's up to now. But um, so we mainly focus on her main communication right now is sign language. Okay. So she does. She's two and a half, and she does like 250 words of sign language. Oh, she's a smart girl. She's a smart cookie. So <laughs> she picks up fast. Yeah, so her cognitive ability is there. Mm-hmm. So she is very smart. We're hoping that she'll talk someday, but we're... It's one of those things you have... I, I preach this. You got to put in... You can't just go to therapy and expect to see results. Like, you have to put the time in at home with your kiddos. Mm-hmm if you want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing that I always try to tell people. You can take them to as much therapy as you want, but if you're not going to work with them at home, don't expect to see the same results that you see sure. with, with my daughter. Yeah. Because we put in the time. Yeah. We spend a lot of time on PT, OT, speech, like mm-hmm. all of it. We do everything. Everything we do is for a purpose. We play with purpose. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. I incorporate into her life is for a purpose. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know any difference. So when we're playing and working on something, she just thinks she's playing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't know that she's working on her fine motor skills. She's and she play learning. Yeah. She's play learning. <laughs> she's learning through play, which, I mean, she does a lot naturally, anyways, but yeah. some of the things we do are very focused on specific things we're working on. Uh-huh. So when we were working on physical therapy, that was a big one. Mm-hmm. Because they say once they're working on, if they're really focused on something, so she was focused on walking, then they're not, 
she's putting so much time and energy into that one thing, you're not going to see her develop in other ways until later. Okay. So she didn't really take off with her sign language or even like babbling until she was walking mm-hmm. and running. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's having like some patience too. I was just, you know, I was just <laughs> thinking of that, you know, as you were saying, like the word patience kept coming to mind, you know, not just for you, but for her too. She's having to learn patience too, you know, master this skill. And then I can get on to the next one where a lot of us, we can do that simultaneously. Yeah. You know? It's mm-hmm. very much one we're very focused on one thing, and then we shift gears and focus yeah. to another uh-huh. thing. And she's she's so determined. She's mm-hmm. so like she just loves. She just never gives up. Yeah, like, she's a fighter. Yeah, yeah, she's a fighter, and like I always call him Doctor Grant, her PT. He's always like she just she just keeps pushing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she just she never gives up, and he gets her. She gets so mad sometimes. Like we call it the raspberry. We know she's not pushing her hard enough until she's blowing her raspberry. So she's like, <laughs> she just gets mad. But she pushes through and she finishes her exercises. And you know, it's just the right amount to push her to mm-hmm. get her to mm-hmm. make that next step. Mm-hmm. And so he's been great. Like her, all of her team now that she has at Sanford has been really great. That's great to hear. That's, that's a yeah. lot for a little girl to go through. Uh, you might not know this answer, but what is the what is the long term with what she has? What is the prognosis for this? If you even know with the little research that's out there. We don't know. You don't know. Okay. We don't know. That's yeah. why I am as proactive. I want to be proactive instead of reactive. I want yeah. her, like... I want to raise her and give her all the tools she needs so she can go out and have her own life and her own family. And mm-hmm. it's just crazy the amount of time we put in, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. I know it's just going to benefit her down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And it's different for ever, every kiddo that has this. Um, I feel like, honestly, I don't know if it's the work that we put in or if we're just lucky, mm-hmm. but I feel like she has one of the more mild cases. Mm, that's good. Compared to some of the other... Yeah stories that I follow in her group mm-hmm. where I'm just like oh man like that's tough mm-hmm. so so you mentioned you have a Facebook group and yeah. there's about 30 kids that have been diagnosed all over the world do you know how many here in the United States are there more in South Dakota or are you scattered literally all over we're scattered I think there's one in Kansas City okay and I think one just joined a couple weeks ago that I've been She's been following my page and stuff, looking at the therapies we're doing and asking me stuff about braces and all this stuff. So I try to help as many parents, like they reach out to me quite Mm -hmm. a bit and I help. Um, But she's in New York. Okay. And then I've been helping one family that's in Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah, like just getting them Mm -hmm. the tools and names of things that we use here so they can take it there Mm -hmm. and try to get the same help Mm -hmm. type of thing. But. They're all over. They're all over. Yeah, Yeah. they're all over. And now, you mentioned you have a page for her. If somebody wanted to go and follow your page, how would they get there? So we have a Facebook page, and I call it Learning with Lolo. Learning with Lolo. (laughs) Is is Lolo her nickname? Yeah. That is very cute. I have Uh my friend Denise came up with Lolo, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it just kind of stuck. Mm -hmm. It's like, Lolo, Lolo. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's Learning with Lolo. Um, We post... There, like the therapies we're okay. doing and the exercises we're doing, updates, different activities we do at home, sign language videos. Um, 
everyone thinks it's kind of fun to follow her journey. Yeah, so. she's a cute kid. She's yeah. so cute. She's cute. <laughs> you know, running out of time here, but what are what are a few of Lolo's favorite things to do? What does she like to do? What does she like? She loves swimming. Swimming. So she's she a act- swimmer. Yeah, she does the adaptive aquatics program at Sanford here, oh, and that's okay. really helped her build her strength and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but she loves. Loves, loves, loves swimming. She loves balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> she okay. loves balls. Anything that has a ball, she loves to throw balls, kick okay. balls. That's probably her favorite toy. Um, so she's a little athlete, it sounds she's like. She's going to be a little athlete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she loves to throw things down the stairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she loves food. She loves her food. She loves her snacks and movies. Movies. She loves movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else that you want the audience to know? Again, it sounds like there's just very little research out there about this. Yeah, there's not a lot of research, I guess. I don't know. Don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody okay. that, that's one thing that a lot of people have said, like, oh, she seems like a normal two-year-old. Oh, and I'm uh-huh. just like, well, she's, she's not, you know, she's mm-hmm. got a lot of extra things going on. We go to therapy four days a week, mm-hmm. like, just... I don't know, just to stop and think, like, I don't even know how to say it. Like, you just don't know what other families are going through. Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. she might seem normal, but Mm -hmm. she's not. (laughs) There's a whole other world behind what she has to go through day to day and what you and her dad have to go through day to day. Yes, and by... Mm -hmm. um, But, you know, that's also some positive reinforcement for me that so many people are like, well, she seems like a normal kid. That just oh. makes me kind of feel good, like I'm doing something right. Mm-hmm. So it makes me want to continue to spread awareness for her and work with her and mm-hmm. to I advocate for her. Yeah, to yeah. advocate for her. Like that's one of mm-hmm. the things I'm most passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's so good. So again, if anybody wants to follow uh, therapies and activities that Brianna does with Lolo, they can go on Facebook and it's Learning with Lolo. Yes, mm-hmm. Learning with Lolo. Great. Again, thank you, Brianna, for joining us today. It was great to learn more about your daughter's journey and Riri syndrome. Um, if anybody out there that, if this sounds familiar or if you do have Riri syndrome or your child does, uh, what is the Facebook group that they could join? What is the name of that Facebook group? It's just called Riri syndrome. Riri syndrome. Capital R E. E-R-E. Okay, yeah. so if your child has Riri syndrome and you're looking for support, we'd encourage you to go check out that page on Facebook. It's called Riri syndrome. Thanks so much for listening. The theme music for Courtscast is borrowed with permission from Scott Holmes's song, So Happy. To learn more about Sanford Research and our registry chords, Visit us at sanfordresearch.org slash chords. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions, comments, stories, or feedback to chords at sanfordhealth.org. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sanford Chords. The content of Chordscast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. We'll see you next time on Chords Cast.